going on, everybody? It's your boy, Rockman 3K3, and I'm back again for another great episode of The Nerd Plate. I'm one half of The Nerd Plate uh, around this time, as you already know. My boy, uh, Chris, a.k.a. The Loxane, a.k.a. Real, a.k.a. Go Heezy. Uh, he is out because he is raising his second kid, being a real father out here. Congratulations to him. Give, give it up for him. Give it up for him. Give it up for him. Uh, but... Uh, while he's away, man, I'm introducing and I'm bringing on a lot of cool guests. You may have seen on our show before, and you may see some new people. Uh, but this particular person is not new. Let me tell you something. This guy's out here. He is talking about all of the great nerd stratosphere stuff. We talked about he did a whole show on Naomi, did a whole show on Titans. He did a whole show called What We Watch, or We Watch This. I'm sorry, bro. And, like, it was great. I was on there for one, and all the movies they watch are just amazing. You might have seen him on the BYNK Network podcast with his multitude, multitude podcasts. Let me tell you something. I have two podcasts. This guy has, like, two a day kind of thing. We're talking about millions of podcasts out here. He is the one and only, the great, the astonishing, the amazing, the spectacular Rain Coleman, the carefree black nerd. Rain! Come on up in here. What's going man. on, bro? <laughs> Nothing. I don't know if I can live up to that intro, man. Oh, come on, no, man. No. <laughs> oh, no. Listen, man. You know, I had to do it for my peoples out here, man. Y'all doing extraordinary things, man. I just, I appreciate y'all sitting down to even want to talk to me. So, you know, hey, man, just thank you. You know, so I had to do it right. You know, when I introduce y'all, I'm like, hey. <laughs> Coming to the stage, you know what I'm saying? Oh. That's what it is. It's major out here. Major. Okay. Um, okay. So, of course, before we get into it, brother, tell us how you do it and how you feel. And tell the people where they can see all your great work, Rain. Because you know you got oh. a whole catalog. I'm trying to catch up to your catalog. You know what I'm saying? So, uh, please, let the people know. That catalog ain't nothing but insomnia nights. No. Um, <laughs> no good. I'm on Twitter, Carefree Blurred. Carefree Black Nerd everywhere else, but the Carefree Black Nerd podcast is my claim to fame. It is the representation hill that I live and die on. I have countless shows, as you alluded to. I got review shows. I got regular character reviews. I got a yeah, great shows. Go listen and watch them. Oh my god, killer! I love it. Yeah, man, I try. I try. <laughs> That's what's up. That's what's up. And and of course, you know, I'm I'm start I'm starting rain because you know we we out here we black nerds we just black nerd and free out here. Oh, mm-hmm. uh, <laughs> tell me when it's the first time you really fell in love with nerdum nerdism. Just like because I know you into like a lot of what we into like comic mm-hmm. books, video games, things like that. But what was yeah. like really the first time you really fell in love with like because I know your big love is like comics and that mm-hmm. kind of nerd stratosphere. When's the first yeah. time you really fell in love with that, bro? Tell us about that. Um, I don't know. I know I was a kid. Um, mm-hmm. I don't know. I, I, I think it just was a part of life. Like from like watching Saturday morning cartoons and being a kid and that being like our water cooler talk on Monday mornings and throughout the day. Um, and then like, you know, with stuff, live action stuff like the Power Rangers, like there's this very, I don't know, like with the 90s, I feel like the nerd that we have now was just baked into the culture of being a kid. Very powerful. Very powerful, like, bro. Because now it's not like that. Like, now you it's have not. to, at least from where I'm sitting, you have to, like, seek out these things. Like, there's mm-hmm. no Saturday mm-hmm. morning cartoons. There is no, like, there's cartoons, yeah, but you got a streaming service 
for every day of the week and then some. So um, I'd have to say it was always there, but um, I'd probably say like third grade because I feel like Power Rangers is the thing that like got me obsessed. Like I watched cartoons. Who was a Power Rangers fan, bro? Like Power Rangers was so, I don't know if it was just the perfect storm of weirdness or mm-hmm. just America first really getting into the Sente series, but like, mm-hmm. yo, that was just such a, a whirlwind of excellence for little mm-hmm. kids, nerds, and it just it, it made us, man. It just stayed with us since kids. Absolutely. You know? No, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, I have to say that was about what's that? About, probably about nine years old, eight, nine years old, something like that. So it had to be, had to be back then. Had to be that, that <laughs> elementary school days, man. <laughs> Dude, mm-hmm. now. Now, Rain, so you have reviewed and talked about so much stuff out there in the nerd culture. Like, again, my, my hat's off to you. I take my headphones off, but I need them right now. <laughs> but tell me, in your opinion, as a person, especially on, on uh, Carefree Black Nerd, correct? Mm-hmm. I, I said that right. Okay. I want to make sure I get that right. You don't say Carefree Black Nerd. Yeah. Especially on Carefree Black Nerd. What do you think has been like your favorite subject that you've delved into so far when you do the show? Dang, that's pretty hard, man, because I like all of my shows. They're all my my children, all 300 plus of them. But uh, my favorite? Salute. Mm, it's really hard. So do you mean favorite, like favorite episode or favorite, like favorite series or like what? Because I. You can kind of, you know what, you know what, that's a go- okay, we're going to split it, do both, because I want your favorite episode, and then um, what's your favorite series of all time? I don't know, I would say for sure for the favorite series, it would have to be Black Lightning Matters, because um, I did that show with Cole Jackson of BYNK Radio fame, and like, Cole <laughs> is one of my best friends, and like this... Yeah seeing him every week and like checking in talking about this like god awful but also like extremely <laughs> black show like ranting and raving and having these like think piece as like uh conversations it have to be, it has to be black lightning matters that was probably my favorite that was magic i i gotta say yeah. i kinda <laughs> i think the only other thing now is just like yo i fucks with this heavy was the yeah. titan hunts that was the oh because yeah. no, like titan yeah. Just, that's yeah. what shit, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, but that was fun. Y'all would handle, but like, I, that was... Yeah. <laughs> especially, yeah. especially if anybody knows Cole Jackson, like, that dude, when you get him on the rent, it's 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 magical. It's, it's yes. just Oh, great. absolutely. Yeah, yeah, and that's not... Like, man, he is so freaking amazing, man. Like, everything he, he does is mm-hmm. so thought out and so intentional. Like, man... Oh, my God. Yeah, so it, it would have to be Black Lightning Matters <laughs> for sure. Just uh-huh. for doing that with him, like, yeah, we could have talked about Barbies, you know, or right. and, 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 man, <laughs> and, and it's crazy because Cole Jackson knows. So, both of y'all, like, like, for any if y'all have not seen any of Rain Coleman's Carefree Black Nerd, please go watch it because Cole will take you on. So, Cole Jackson will take you on because he knows so much about DC. But mm-hmm. Rain also, Rain is like an expert when it comes to the comics. Like, in fact, I'm going to come back to Rain, whatever, just Rain. I'm thinking of this comic where this happened. And Rain will probably be able to tell me. But, like, 
they just go into so much detail about Black Lightning and just how, like, all right, this other show portrays him. This is how, mm-hmm. you know, the good young Titans portraying him. And this is how mm-hmm. he was in the comics. And I just, it was just hilarious. And just y'all yeah, talking man. about the love jockey stuff. And the, it's hilarious, man. No, um, absolutely. So I agree. <laughs> such, Dang, such a great um, I don't know about a favorite episode. I don't know. Well, actually, no, I do. It's it's a two part, um, which is mm-hmm. one I did with uh, with another friend of mine, uh, uh, my homegirl JJ. She is very smart. I mean, degree down, smarter mm-hmm. than I could ever hope to be. And we <laughs> dissected the movie uh, Master, and I, I combined these two nice. because our recording was so long mm-hmm. that I had to chop it up into two. There's no way anyone's listened to a four episode about four four hour long one oh, yeah, podcast. No. So right, I had right. to kind of pop it down, but I'm going to say, and it was my 100th episode, it was my 100 and 101st nice. episode. And um, I'm going to have to see that. It's, it's yeah, we we really dissect, and she's an academic. Like, that is her area of expertise is, like, okay. academia, higher education and whatnot. And for mm-hmm. me, it was like, yeah, I got my little thoughts, you know, my little black, little nerd thoughts, but she was like, this in the trenches. Breaking it down, is, yeah. Yeah, and I was like, <laughs> That's amazed dope. so that i would definitely say her because we both had thoughts about the movie mm-hmm. and portrayal of black women in academia but like her mm-hmm. dissecting and giving yeah i definitely have to be episodes 100 and 101 combined as my favorite episode Got okay it. okay awesome awesome i'm definitely mm-hmm. gonna check that because i hadn't seen master yet i've seen it on amazon i'm like i need Ooh. to watch it i keep saying i need to watch it I never do, so I'm, I'm gonna get to it. And as soon as I watch that, I'm watching that the episode because y'all be going off all, all the reviews, man. I'll be like, yeah. yeah, I never thought of that. Like that's crazy, you know? Um, yeah, man. So yeah, um, that's just brilliant. That's awesome. Okay, so here's my next question. Now you know you, and I was gonna ask you about you spoke of Cole Jackson. I was gonna ask you about that. How mm-hmm. is it working with him and the BYK family? Like, tell me about that. Right. Um. It's it's fun, like it's fun to a fault. Where like mm-hmm. you can look up and find yourself on a call, like four or five hours later. <laughs> it started off as like a thirty minute podcast. Hey, hey. you hit record, you hit end, save, and then oh, hey, it's bedtime. Like all right, we gotta go. Right, it's, it's fun. It truly, it's a fun time every time. Even when we disagree on stuff, it's mm-hmm. always such a fun time. Because like arguing with him. Oh, it's amazing. It's like, <laughs> it's, we it's go, you know, we it's, go at it. So, I just, look, look, you just got to put a little bit of blood in the water and the sharks just come <laughs> over <on> in. <laughs> That's it. That's yeah, man. No, but he's so cool. And the whole team is, like, freaking amazing. Like, I I don't know, man. I don't I don't know, like, how I got to be so lucky. Like, if I could be sentimental. But, like, this is such a phenomenal team. Like, everybody is strong in their own regard. And then, like, when you get together, do a crossover – be it one episode, be it a series, or you know, even like a, a team meeting. Hey, what you know, mm-hmm. what's next on the play? It's like right. I don't know. It it's what the feeling I get with them is what jobs want you to feel when they say we're a fan. Right. It's, it's exactly. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's, you you already know it's a lot. But when you get that <laughs> yeah. natural feel, that gel, mm-hmm. you know, it's just like, oh nothing can you know. Absolutely. So, yeah, man. Mm. That's that's yeah, hilarious. Man. Okay, cool, cool. And then, like, so here's my next question. Now, 
you've talked about a lot of things. We uh, I was even on one of your shows. I was I was graced, uh, you know, you're gracious enough to invite me on. I, I was like, oh man, I'm, so sorry. I'm here, you know. Um, and that was fun to know you, Cole Jackson, talking about Blade because man, again, mm-hmm. people don't give Blade their flowers, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Um, what subjects upcoming are you really going to focus on? Within this next, well, actually, no, 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 wait, wait. Before I get to that question, I do have a question for you. How do you feel about CW just being like, "fuck the Arrowverse," like we done? Like, what was, bruh? <laughs> like, like I, it, it was like I want to say that, like, oh, you know, oh, it's Discovery's fault. But even before Discovery's coming in, they were just kind of like, "Hey, you could go, and you could go, and you could go," and then when Discovery got there, it's just like. Everybody can go, you know what I'm saying, except for yeah. Superman and Lois, I think, right now. How do you, because you follow that really closely, how do you feel about um, Yeah, a lot of it I did. I truly gave up caring, um, mainly because CW is just the product of WB and UPN. And CW has, again, built its backs on, uh, built its programming off the backs of black folks. Exactly, yep. With, just, you know, that's what we need. Count it, Kobe. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So it's it's unfortunate because I wasn't an Arrow first stand. I watched a few shows, but there are a lot mm-hmm. of people who follow things closely, and I feel like you can't please everyone. But that ending could have happened much more smoothly than it did. And mm-hmm. I don't know if that's a bigger conversation for like DC extended universe mm-hmm. and how they're handling things, or if it's specifically a CW or the, thing, the, the lack thereof. But you know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, 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 you're absolutely right. But I don't know. I just think it's it's unfortunate. Um, there are a lot of people who I'm sure out of a job and a lot yeah. of fans who are out of their programming. And the CW um, really kind of went downhill. But my thing is, like, that's to be expected. It's mm-hmm. it's like a renaissance. We had all these black shows back in the 90s when it was UPN. And Man. You know, WB homeboys in space, freedom, you know anything we can just throw at the board. You know what I'm saying? The Parkers were just yeah. out there. It's like, damn. Mm, so, yeah. I don't know. Just got to wait for them to lose more money again and then decide that, okay, now which minority are we going to attach ourselves to and try to, you know, it was black folks, <laughs> players, are we going to cycle back to black folks, maybe Latin people or you know they're going for that traditional. We, we're gonna have that that Latin black fusion that we have sometimes. You know what I'm hey, saying? We got the boy. we got the four roommate situation. <laughs> Listen, when you see a whole bunch of uh, telenovela style shows that's like whitewashed with that CW sheen, you you you'll know. That's what we got. You know it's coming. You know it's coming. Y'all get ready. Get ready. The they want, they want looking. Look they're like. Not mm-hmm. yet. <laughs> Not, right. Something top right. yet, but because look, I knew it was coming when uh, I saw the Mayans on FX. I was like, oh damn, they went from Southern Africa to Mayans. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. that's there crazy. Man. Yes. Um. So yeah, okay. So now I move to my question because I I've been meaning to one. Like I'm I'm so glad we have this interview because I wanted to ask you that. Like, man, what do you think of the CW shit? Because like yeah. when they were like. They were finally about to release, uh, was it not Batwoman, but they, I think Batgirl, and I was like, okay, cool. And then mm-hmm. that was just like, thanks. You know, it was just like, what the fuck? And then they're like, oh, yeah, we're not going to, we're not even going to put it on HBO Max. I'm like, you can at least release what you got. And they were just like, nah, we don't want yeah. that. I was like, the whole movie you made, but nah, okay. Nah, just throw That's that away. Crazy. That's crazy. Um, 
right, so my next thing was, so in the future for the next few steps of your shows, because, you know, you're going to put out so many shows, I already feel it. Um, <laughs> what do you think, or, you know, without revealing too much to us, and I know I can't reveal too much how the sausage is made, what's next for the Carefree Black Nerd? Like, what, what are some of the, the conversations you're eager to jump into in the next few, you know, months, next year? What's, what's your, mm. what, what are y'all about to tackle? Mm. I'm just still in the works, but I think fantasy is is something I'm very interested in, um, especially okay. with The Little Mermaid, The um, House of Dragons, and that Lord of the Rings, including, uh, and then even the Percy Jackson having characters of color mm -hmm. and having some of the backlash. I think that's mm -hmm. the route that I want to take, is like looking at fantasy okay. and what does fantasy you know, actually mean? Like, mm -hmm. is it all white all the time and that's it? um does including black people make it so invalid and why is that so more than likely probably attacking some of the um conversations surrounding fantasy and people of okay. color in the fantasy realm mm -hmm. okay all right all right shout out to all my nice skins they already know what's going on <laughs> no, and, truly, and, yes. <laughs> and, and, and sir uh excuse me to, to be one of those butt on boys you know that black people were only invented in 1970s and then we just lived from yeah. like we but there, yeah, there was we, we weren't you know, we weren't around back when the Vikings yeah. were around, or you we know, didn't we didn't. yeah, yeah. We my just, mom wasn't like, born in 1960. Right, you know, I was like, well, yeah. like we it's just showed her like, what's good? Here's here's rap, here's hip hop, and uh, here's lean. So yeah, enjoy it's that. Slavery. You know? that's it's slavery, you know. Yeah, that's like what the fuck. Like, I get, I, let me tell you, Ray. I get so mad about that because it's like, so you will believe. All this shit about like oh magical creatures, but a black mermaid is just which by the way, in the original little mermaid, there is a black mermaid just chilling, just swimming. So mm -hmm. that's okay. It's also not the main character. But then, mm -hmm. like, even Lord of the Rings, like, so you believe like out of that whole like so you believe elves, unicorns, and shit, but not a black mm -hmm. elf. That just can't happen. Okay. Like, come on. Man. Yeah, even like, um Hunger Games, Rue, who was described as a black girl. Even she made people upset by being. Yeah. She was a, like a racially and fairly light skinned black girl. Like, she was. Oh, wow. she, she was passing. She was passing. Yeah. And they're still yeah. like, I. It's just too woke and ethnic. Like what? Mm -hmm. Like what? Like so. Yeah. Right. You know. So, so it's like, what do you want from me? Oh, mm -hmm. that that's that's hilarious. Um, and another thing I wanted to ask you. So, I know you're more of a DC fan, right? Marvel. 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 Okay. Okay. All right. All right. My dog. Okay. Well, then I want to change the question. Being a Marvel person, because you you know we come from that comic book era. Yes. How do you feel the MCU is going right now? Because I love it. I think the individuality is great. Um, but you're getting a lot of people now, which uh, people are never happy, but complaining about She-Hulk. Uh, they're mm -hmm. complaining about you know different things out there like oh miss marvel's too what which again mm -hmm. these are characters from the actual comic book that's whatever um and i mean the only all these like little complaints just, uh, the only one that's valid is that yes uh falcon can't fight i don't know what's going on there but you know what I'm saying? <laughs> like everything else is just like what are y'all doing but how yeah. do you feel about the mcu so far in both like the films and how their cinematic universe works with the films the shows because, you know, sometimes they even introduce major point, pop points in the shows. You're just like, oh, my God, this means that, you know. So how do you feel about what they've been doing so far? Um, I think it's smart. 
regardless of how you feel, um, it feels like they have reinvented comics because now the MCU is not as Basically. convoluted, but getting close to being as convoluted as and, and I told somebody that, not to cut you off, I told somebody that no, they fine. basically make MCU comics for people who don't read comics. That's all it's becoming. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So, but go yeah. ahead. I'm sorry. No, no, no. You're absolutely right. And um, I don't know. I, I, I like it for what it's doing. I don't always like every part of it. Um, I'm mm-hmm. not a fan of Hawkeye. Uh, Clint Barton, specifically <laughs> Jeremy Renner. But, uh, <laughs> No, no, no. I think um, I think they're doing a pretty good job. Um, mm-hmm. I just wish there was more variety, and not necessarily like diversity variety. That w- that's always good, but right, when it right. comes to the types of programming, because I feel like even though I do like Seahawk, I feel like mm-hmm. it fits very neatly in the MCU in a way that it's safe. like very safe. Yeah, absolutely. Because yeah. I feel like this yeah. could have been a very gritty hard and not gritty like everything has to be dark and heavy and we don't need like you know sexual assault type cases it's not that but i just feel like it could have been a little heavier now that's not a critique on the show because she hawk is pretty lighthearted and break the fourth Mm -hmm. wall and whatnot but i just feel like with all the shows that we're getting i would love to see something like though i'm Though I have issues with the New Mutants movie, I feel like it was an attempt at something mm-hmm. very interesting within the comic universe. And I don't know that we'll get that because as much as you as folks may tout uh, Multiverse of Madness as a horror film, it was not a horror film. It was not. I think no. New Mutants was more of a horror film than Multiverse Absolutely. of Madness. And I would Absolutely. love to see a dark, evil true horror film with the comic book characters just as much as i like seeing that captain america espionage spy story like exactly I which they did really well of right hey mm-hmm. um I, I totally agree with you because if you look at it we really haven't had anything like dark and serious since really like wandavision which was totally dark uh <laughs> loki which was just kind of like okay serious but like it comes to a very valid point um mm. And Captain America and the Winter Sol- or Falcon and the Winter Soldier, like it wasn't, it was, it was like a good buddy cop movie. It wasn't even yep. like a, you know. Mm-hmm. So I agree with you. I think it is time for them to kind of step outside that range. Like mm-hmm. I like what they did with Moon Knight because Moon Knight is more of a psychological. Yeah, think piece. I thought that was pretty but, good. Yeah, right. But it, it wasn't, it wasn't as heavy on the side as it could have been. Now they mm-hmm. get pretty dark in some areas, but. Um, I think they could have went a little bit dark, and I think that should be the next project for them. Is definitely go a little darker. Like mm-hmm. I would have liked to have seen them kind of go dark Thunderbolts from uh, well, mm-hmm. the dark okay. Thunderbolts, and then even go back in like Civil War, where they use the Thunderbolts mm-hmm. as the Watchdogs to go hunt down the, the mm-hmm. superheroes. That mm-hmm. would have been cool too. Um, mm-hmm. and I know Thunderbolts is coming out, but it's gonna be one of those like you know, oh, Why? it's gonna be basically losers with. with Winter Soldier and like mm-hmm. you know new White Widow instead of Black Widow. Um, mm-hmm. I, I, I can already feel that, right? You know, I was, right? Uh, I can already feel that, right? But um, I agree with you. I would love to see definitely a dark, like you know what they should do since they've already and maybe Secret Invasion is what they're waiting on to be that dark serious mm-hmm. thriller. But since they've already done the what ifs, man, go ahead and call out. Do a full what if. 
Give me Age of Apocalypse. You know what I'm saying? Introduce the beans that way. Don't even give me a storyline. Just put them in there. Man, put put that in there. Just put a spin to where, like, okay, we see them. And, like, everything goes right for the mutants for, like, the first, you know what I'm saying, movie or the first few, like, episodes. And then it's just like, all right, now Apocalypse took over. And just show people how dark that shit got. You know, the concentration Mm -hmm. camps, the mutants, and, you know. Because that would be really, really awesome. But I agree, like, because I, I I like I like where they're going, and I like that they're still holding true to their their characters. But I would like to see that because that's the only thing they haven't done. They've they've dipped their toes in most of all the genres, except for horror, except for like a serious psychological thriller. Mm-hmm. And that would be a great way to be like, yo, look what we can do in the universe, you know? So I agree. Mm-hmm. That's I definitely would like to see that. Absolutely. That, right. And go ahead and you know either give us that Deadpool series that we want, or <laughs> give me that Deadpool series that my boy Donald Glover is gonna put out because that shit was gonna be amazing. Listen, I was yeah. devastated when that didn't happen because when they cut, I was like, "He's a genius! Why are y'all doing this? Y'all see that Atlanta? Yeah. You know, like come on, man! Right? So oh, I love Atlanta, man. That'd be so yeah. dope. Um. <laughs> And then, okay, so that's that's my other question I wanted to ask. Because I have you done a review on Atlanta yet? No, um, Atlanta, much like with Insecure, for whatever reason, I came in it like a season too late. And I'm okay. one who, because I do so many shows, mm-hmm. I feel like I've paid my dues where I can slow down. Because yes, you have. Yes, there were yes. times where I was I had four or five episodes a week. And no, um, I used to like the shows I was watching. I was like, Ray got a review. Oh, Ray got a review for that. Okay, I'm watching that. So, you know, I was like, it was no, mm-hmm. no, yeah. So, I that's one of the shows that I watch for my own enjoyment. Yeah, um, I just absolutely. take my time. Uh, yes. and not to say that I wouldn't do anything in the future, it's just I, I, I'm I consider it like a podcast version of like trade waiting versus mm-hmm. like doing a weekly episode. Waiting right. for at least six or seven episodes, if not the full season, to drop and then doing right. the review. I'm Absolutely. trying to do that with certain projects, and I think Atlanta may be one of those where I'm just like, I can take notes throughout watching it, but I I, I gotta I gotta relax. You have to <laughs> absorb that, bro. Like Donald Glover is a genius because it's just layers, like la- yeah. layers upon layers. Like I don't know if you're you're caught. Are you caught up with what what's going on? Oh, absolutely not. I'm like a oh, season man. and a half behind. So no. Okay, like, well I won't I won't say I'm anything. Really but bro, <laughs> like I I, w- I will just beg you and say this: if if you do like a, a Atlanta <laughs> in review, please yeah. let me know, please, because like oh, like, like that. That is that is a me, you, and Cole Jackson thing. Because, you know, he's a big fan of it, too. He watches it. Oh, absolutely. Yes, yes. And, and we comment back and forth on Twitter about it. So I would love to be on the review show for it. Because oh, there, there's just so many layers to it. It's ridiculous. So many. So, no, I, I, oh, I can't wait. Oh, all right. So my next question is this, then. Is there a character you want to see in the Marvel Universe get their own show or movie? Monet Saint-Quan. Yeah. What? What? I mean, it's, it's all of the, it's just right there. It's just like right there. Listen, the only person of the Jubilee that I, I think should get that is is Monet Saint-Quan, like you just said. Yes. I want Bishop to get one, but I just know they won't do it right. But I want Bishop to get one. Mm-hmm. And of course Storm, but they gotta 
storm i'm so protective of like they gotta get that right like that's gotta be like if you can go back in time and get me angela bassett cool mm. you know what I'm and i mean she can play it now it's just she's already been in wakanda and whatever but mm-hmm. like yo like that's the only person i see so far other than that I don't see anybody being able to play Storm because yeah. Storm is yeah. wonderful. She's like the perfect, the perfect Storm of everything. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> That's the perfect Storm. Perfect. Storm. I, had to, I had to do it. Had to do it. You know. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's I mean, Monet Saint Croix, and yes. then God, like yeah. who who else? Because like for me, Mana, like I just named them in Gambit. Add, add Gambit to that because mm. I want. I want Gambit in the externals or Gambit in the thieves to kind of pop up. I kind of want that Gambit to happen. Should be a light skinned man from New Orleans. Gambit should not be a white man. Now I have nothing against him. I love me some Gambit. I, Remy LeBeau is a white man. I'm all for it. But I feel like live action. Make him uh, some light skinned ass Michael Ely ass black man. I was, I was from just about to make Michael Ely from New Orleans. Yes. <laughs> yes. yes. Like give me a Creole ass nigga. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Man, can you imagine Michael Ely sitting there at the bar? Playing oh, with God. the cars. <laughs> yeah. So the way they take us so long to get the mutants, what is it? Salon's son, that little, little dude might be Gavin A by the time look, we get the look, mutants. Let's go, baby. Yeah. Unless, and I can totally see it because, you know, they've been campaigning for Kiki Palmer to be rogue. Mm-hmm. So you got her as rogue and Michael Ely as Gambit. Let's go. I'm ready. Mm-hmm. I'm ready for that toxic relationship. Let's go. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that it is. No, you that's absolutely it. right. Man, there. that's yeah, okay. And that's like another thing that we and me, me and you, we talked about this on Twitter. And I, I think that's gonna be my hill to die on. I always pick at least a few hills to die on every okay. year. But John Boyega is Cyclops, right? All right, okay. stay with yeah. me. I'm um with the, the guy from Breaking Bad is Xavier. We we know he's confirmed. Oh yeah, um, Giancarlo so, Esposito. Yes, Giancarlo Esposito. Yes, him. And then, and then, the the just top off the trifecta, this at Washington as Magneto. Come on, uh, man. Look, what are we waiting on? <laughs> let's look, look. I mean, Black, we do it. And I want, Pete. I want his son. I want JD as Quicksilver. Then and then, um. You- Rain, hey, can I'm you imagine like the a... arguments? Because you know some of the real life arguments gonna bleed into it with John Dave, oh, David Washington and like uh this man, what? And it's like, son, I fought them for you. I fought those sentinels for you out there. You don't have to love me, but you damn sure gonna respect me. Man, what? Man, oh my god. Oh heartbeat. 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 Man, oh with it. With it, man, and then is it? And then, okay, here's my other question for you Is there any other team that we haven't seen yet? Because, of course, they, they try with the runaways, but Hulu just Dean Capilas on that cloak and dagger. We saw that, that was also just like, man, mm-hmm. um, it wasn't they weren't bad, they just didn't capitalize on them. They're just like, you're not connected mm-hmm. to anything, and I'm like, right, that I those don't like. I, I get that y'all think ever since we did. Guardians of the Galaxy, we can make a hit out of anything, but like some characters just have to be latched on to others in order to make it. Mm-hmm. Um, but is there any other of the because you know as well as I do, because you're a huge Marvel fan, yeah. there are so many Marvel teams. Man, like, is there a Marvel team that you want to see that they haven't touched yet? Mm-hmm. Generation X. Now, now that's a bit of a cop because they did do a Generation X movie in the 90s, however. I feel like with that being a backdoor <laughs> pilot that did not work out, that they turned it to a movie at all. Mm-hmm. 
with the introduction of variants, I feel like Generation X is the one team that you can play around with, and they're very they are very 90s. They're very grounded in grunge, hip hop, young, yes, um, yes. disillusion, teenage of a certain age before cell phones and internet got to be as big as they were like the last group before that shift was made. And I feel yes. like they're different because you do have new mutants who came before, and I feel like that would be a great team. However, right. with the body horror that is Generation X, you could very what very well do horror. You could very well set it in the 90s, and you can very much deal with just them alone and Emma Frost and Sean Cassidy as the headmasters, and you can have them so far removed from the Xavier school. You you never need to reference Xavier. These kids didn't spend a lot of time with the X-Men proper. They were mm -hmm. crossovers here and there. The Beast mm -hmm. came up with the professor. They ran into the thing in like the issue six. They dealt with the Morlocks, Dark Beast, mm -hmm. but all of that stuff. You could easily switch those characters out for someone else, but you that's my that bro. Let me tell you, you hit that on the head. That'd be amazing. Cause could you imagine they mm -hmm. finally give Jubilee make give her some justice? You know what I'm Come saying? But on. they can also make it to where I right, cool the first two movies, and then that's how you introduce the X Men. But then the third mm -hmm. movie make the Death Generation X, and bro, mm -hmm. just. Where you see Banshee get like you know shot through or whatever again and all mm -hmm. man what and they have to mm -hmm. where like Jubilee that could be Jubilee's build up to her having to go to X Men and yes, there you sir. go then that springboards you into the whole X Men trilogy right there bro like what Look. that'd be amazing amazing and all they had to do is just introduce because you know we don't need introduction every single time now like now you could just be like hey so here's Wolverine. All right, cool. We're going to go do this. You know what I'm saying? Instead of like, all right, let's give you a backstory. No, I don't need that. Fuck that. Put that mm -hmm. shit out there and just like go. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. That would be amazing. Because the only other team I think I, I want to maybe see is either Midnight Suns or maybe the mm -hmm. Marvel Knights. You know what I'm saying? Okay. Maybe them. You know, and but Generation X, I'm behind you like 2000% on that because <laughs> they did in the comics. Bruh, like the fight with the Morlocks, the fight with and you and that's that could be the whole premise is that their whole thing was they were trying to go on this dangerous mission to stop whoever it failed, and that's what the X-Men have to come in and kind of get revenge for like their young team. Or, you know, they could do they could do a build up to a, a possible second civil war and mm -hmm. have it how the events of the first one actually happened, have them go in and try to stop uh what's the name of the team? The uh, with cannonballs on it, but he turned into uh, the panics after the team that set off the original uh, civil war in the comics. I forgot their name, um, but they were like a, a reality TV show. Oh, yeah, I know you're like, talking about, um, yeah, X, X, um, oh, no, with that guy who vomits like acid, yeah, yeah, they had like I, I forgot the name of it now. I want to look. Like, let me see. Uh, I'm gonna look it up real quick. Yeah, but it's um, it was crazy because imagine doing a movie and that's the premise, and you have what basically every uh, you know, every Tony Stark nightmare situation actually happened to where it's just like, mm -hmm. oh shit, like this is this right. is what happened. Like I I, right. I told y'all this is going to happen, and then you mm -hmm. gotta have. 
you know, who's left over, which is, oh, the New Warriors. That's it. Yes. Yeah, have yeah, them, yeah, have Generation cool. X go in and stop the New Warriors. And then it fails, and that's how you have the school explosion happen. That's mm-hmm. awesome. That hey, Marvel. Holla at us. <laughs> I ain't doing nothing right. Come on, let's go, baby. I'll, I'll write for y'all. Just pay me the well, money. Oh, no. no. um, all right. Here's here's one other question I have for you. Now, growing up, because you're into a lot of nerd stuff, what was your favorite, I guess, comic book that also kind of just got got you like hooked into comics? Like, what was just like that was it done? Oh no, I truly think it was, and I'm not even a Spider-Man fan, but I think it was Spider-Man. Mm-hmm. So I remember being at a book, what is what was it called? Not a book fair. Um, Elementary school, what do you call those things where we like just stayed in and read all day? It wasn't a lock in because it was like during school hours, but it was like this like book. I'm from the Midwest. This is like book. oh cool because we call it a book fair where you like go through and you buy like little books <laughs> and you buy the little car. We groceries. had that, but this was something mm-hmm. different. But I remember being a kid, mm-hmm. being there with all of my like little novels but like a stack of comic books and there was one issue of spider-man mary jane had on like a green nightgown and it was like so dark like they were arguing about something it was like it was a very moody most of spider-man comics were listen (laughs) yeah something about that just felt oh this is so corny it felt like home i was like oh this you can do you can tell these stories like this is and I was yeah. a kid like and when I yeah. say elementary I switched elementary schools once or twice this was my first mm-hmm. school so this was before fourth grade like I was little too okay. little and so I okay. remember like reading his comments I was like no yeah, and it wasn't like oh they're having sick it wasn't anything graphic it was just a comment from no it's just like, like real oh. problems you know yeah because and it's funny, bro. A lot of people don't understand. Like when you read comics, and you when they're not like out fighting, like they deal with some real issues. Like mm-hmm. I think that was one of the ones where like Peter and her were married, and he was like trying to balance being a superhero, and then you know that didn't work yeah. out, and he, he you know he still had the villains, but she's like, yo, we gotta pay these bills, you know? What I'm saying, yes. He's like, I'm Who trying, that? yes. Was, and it, it was rough, man, because, like, when you deal with that, like, Peter would, goes through a lot. And I think it was because he was kind of – because Stanley always felt like he wanted to internalize him as the people. But, like, mm. it was so sad because there were so many issues where, like, like the one where he was mutating and he was going to die. Like, it was just so many, like, parts where he was just – it wasn't even like, oh, I feel myself becoming, like, an aggressive hero. The parts where he's just sitting there and just like, what am I going to do about Aunt May? How am I gonna tell it May that I'm dying? You know what I'm saying? How am I gonna tell blah 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 that I'm not gonna be there? And it was just so sad. It's just like, oh my gosh, you know, like so yeah. That's a that's a good one to start. I've I think I've read that comic before, I just can't remember the name of it. But yeah. like I remember those comics. I remember Spider-Man having moody ones. I remember uh X-Men dealing with a lot of like just dark shit. You're just like, mm-hmm. wow. This is, they're not even fighting someone. This is just dark. You know what I'm saying? Like, I mean, like, think about yeah. what's going on right now in Krakoa. You know, like, just what they're going through with the humans and the humans are still hunting them down. You know, it's still. They're like, hey, we're on our own planet slash island where we can just recreate anybody. We're not fucking with y'all. The first thing the humans are like, 
we gotta go in and kill Professor X again. Y'all gotta do that. We gotta right, do that. We gotta kill him. We, 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 we black in America. Yeah, it, that's <laughs> we have our own imagine, imagine y'all if, if you've never like read Krokoa before, right? You got first off, please go read that because it's amazing. But just imagine if all the black people just moved to like like an island that's as big as like maybe New York or like Staten Island from New York. And we just left everybody the fuck alone. The first thing they would do is like, all right, so we're going to send the clan over. We're going to kill a few people <laughs> and just go ahead and kill uh, Martin Luther King while you're over there. Kill him. Mm. If Malcolm X is there, he's a little violent too. Go ahead and take him out. And that's what it is in Krakoa because like they're just bringing back everybody. And everybody's peaceful. They're like, oh, what are we eating? Some protein on the thing. But, uh, yeah, you can turn it into anything you want. And it's just like, okay. And literally, the first thing you see is the humans trying to just get in there. Like, hey, how are we getting Krakoa? And it's just like, leave us alone, man. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Oh, you're not wrong. That's, that's wild, man. It, it is. It is. So, mm -hmm. okay, and you mentioned – I don't like you mentioned that because that's true. This is very – I mean, that's the X-Men. It's just us. It's, it's black people just trying to go get a piece of bread from the store, trying to go whatever. Um, in that dynamic, how do you feel? Because I feel like that's still kind of present in today's society as well, as much as we've evolved. Um, how do you feel about that dynamic in today's society? It, it, like the X-Men representing diversity or representing people of color? Um, now I think it's lazy. Because... Uh, <laughs> Right. Where, where do you see the X Men are white? Back in the sixties, okay, I get it. Make this right. team of able-bodied white folks stand in for civil rights and whatever. whatever. Uh, but no, um, X Men are overwhelmingly white. There is, I mean, of course, there's mutants of color, but like sprinkle in. Give me a full team that is not Marvel Girl, Cyclops. And like an assortment of other historical whites, I don't care. Um, I think they've moved away from the original analogy, and I'm okay with it evolving to be something else. Mm -hmm. But with the plight of black, and I'll even say black and brown people in right. America, right. I just don't think there's enough stories told from that perspective and with those characters. Like, it's one thing to have a full black creative team or a POC creative team on a book. But when every character is Marvel Girl and Polaris and, you know. A mantle of, you know, Spider-Man. A mantle of Falcon. Mm -hmm. I'm like, why the fuck did Miles Morales need to be Falcon? But mm -hmm. I'm sorry, I digress. Go no, ahead. I, Thor, I, I Thor, Thor. Don't forget about the Thor comic. Mm -hmm. Where he was just, you know, graffiti mm -hmm. and like, yeah. you know. Yeah, it's so weird. I don't know. But comics are in this weird space where it's like, I don't know. I mean, I don't want to say I'm disillusioned or anything, mm -hmm. but it's like I, there's a lot that's left to be desired. And there's a lot to enjoy. Right. And right. I do understand that everything is not going to please everyone. So even though there are things that I don't like, mm -hmm. they're for someone. It may not be right. for me, but they're for someone. But right. I just feel like with this fight and pushback against all things diverse, it's so easy to fall back into the same arguments but like mm -hmm. have no real change right. um also think it's really important to support indie comics and any creators who absolutely those stories because my thing is everyone should be able to tell their story when absolutely. i think right before 
that reality TV star became president. There was uh, like two or three comic books on the shelves that were about him. Mm-hmm. I looked through them, and that was some like phenomenal art. Like when I, I was like, I know this is not for me. Mm-hmm. When I'm looking through this book. Oh, the mm-hmm. art, great. The colors, great. Right. That, like, it was a really good book as right. far as like structurally a book, what a book should look like. It just wasn't for me. So Absolutely. I don't get, I try not to get too upset about mm-hmm. the lack of blackness in certain spaces but like when you look on the shelves as a whole and you see a sea of whiteness or you see a sea of like just brown enough just brown enough that this character is like racially ambiguous or you know they like to do to us is make it a actual like crayola color oh this person's green or this person's blue or this person but they they're he they're started blue. black but he's actually orange it's like, like oh, okay all right you see all of that all day. It's like, eh, I'm to the point now where, like, I'm going to read what I enjoy. But um, mm-hmm. if you're going to give me a story that's a stand-in for the plight of any marginalized community, black, uh, brown, um, handicapped, uh, queer, whatever, then I need to see the creative team and the characters on the panel reflecting that and not in this very surface way where, hi, I'm handicapped. I'm in a wheelchair. This is my issue. no. Let a motherfucker who was actually in a wheelchair write this story. So what is a, a, a issue they have that me being able-bodied, I don't even consider? Make and, me you know, confront my privilege. And it's mm-hmm. crazy you say that, Rain, because that's just like every time you go somewhere, like Comic-Con or some shit, and you see a right. panel on diversity. And what do you see? What do you see on the panel of fucking diversity? Oh, irony itself. All white people. And you're just like, yo, you, can't, you cannot say... Oh, it's a panel of diversity. We're gonna explain how we're just so diverse, and yet I don't see one person that looks like me on the stage. You mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? Or if it is one of anyone that's us, that's a person of culture or you know color, it's like like you said, very like, hey, I'm just kind of here. I don't I don't really do anything. I was in the mm-hmm. broom closet when they found me, yeah, uh, but I'm here. Yeah. You know, <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's crazy. I mean, and there's there's some some good representation out there, but I just think as a whole, if you're going to have a comic that has that big of an order to stand in as the representation of like X group mm-hmm. in the plight of that group, I feel like it should be highlighted. Like for one, if I can rant for a second, I feel like Bishop and his sister Shard should be some of the most important characters in Marvel Comics. Whole the fact that the future, where the world is going to change, never talk about them. Like, never. unless it's a part of a storyline, they don't care. You know. There we go. There we go. Like, I just, I feel like those two should be just as, if not more important than Ske- Skeen, uh Scott and Gene. Like, there's like, because for Cable to be, Cable Can't has go got young version, <laughs> Cable has go got old version. Cable has gotten several comments. Like, what? Mm-hmm. How the hell are all of these novels from the future? But yet, Cable is the prodigal son. He's the golden child. You got Bishop's aboriginal ass right there, and his sister, who you killed off panel, but like she hasn't popped up at all. Like, bro, come on. Dean's two, and plus the St. Croix family, not again. Dean's motherfucker should be more important or just as important as the Scott and Gene family. Implate is in the same future that Bishop hails from. Implate yeah. was the older brother of Monet St. Croix. Like, he's in that future with Gambit as well. 
Like, mm -hmm. how are they not? That family's bloodline has made it that far. Implant yep. has survived that long into the man. Come on, but, and it and it's crazy because it's funny you say that because you know that's just like remember the um, the Ultimate Avengers team they had where it was mm -hmm. all black. I was just like, mm -hmm. hey, you saw you you know what they gave us? They gave us typical maybe four or five comics. So like, all right, let's go with that. But you had yeah. like Blue Marvel, you had Black Panther, you had War Machine, you had. All those people wanting spectrum, yeah. America Chavez Spectrum. You, you had Carol. Yeah, and Carol, but you know, she was the token. She was the token. She was, yeah, she was the token because you know, the top, she was state war machine. So they're like, all right, bring her mm. on. But like it's crazy, bro. Because you and we hadn't even seen Spectrum in like forever. They just decided, while, like, yeah. hey, bring Spectrum back. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And like they only gave them like a five coming, and it was such a good comic, and it made me so mad because I was like, I'm never gonna see this team again, never. Because, like, you know, you had, like, the genius mods of Blue Marvel and fucking, like, Black Panther, which people don't understand how smart Black Panther really is. Absolutely. And it was cool to see that, you know what I'm saying? But, man, like, yeah, I agree with you. Like, Bishop has had so much happen to him. It would be lovely to see a Bishop saga or storyline where it just focuses on his time jumps and the whole how he got his whole quote-unquote Tom Madness to, like, hey, like, actually coming back from that and just realizing, all right, let me go back to the future and let me do this, let me do that, you know what I'm saying? It would be nice to see the gambit that he saw, you know what I'm saying, not just see it in, like, every so often comic panel or what if, but actually see, like, just this evil-ass gambit that's like, no, nah, I'm a horseman apocalypse. I'm, I'm here to destroy shit, you know what I'm saying? And... I, I agree with you. Like I, I just and that's that's one of the things like that influenced me and inspired me to like make an RPG where it's just a bunch of black people just to show and not just a bunch of us, but just a bunch of every color and race and creed, but have us in like that majority stance where people see that we could be more than just because that's the problem. We've been pushed as 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 one type of commodity, because that's what you are when you're out here in Hollywood and these streets. For so long, and mm -hmm. when they see that we're into different things, and they see that it's just like a shock to them, they don't know how to register it. So they're just like, "Well, no, we're just gonna keep pushing this because this is how it's always been." It's like, no, it's okay to see black people as a different type. We don't have to be that monolith. We don't have to be one monotone or one mm -hmm. monochrome of like color. We're, we're a different spectrum out here, man. Like you know, so embrace that. Embrace that weird. So. Mm -hmm. I agree. I agree with you on that one. I agree. Um, all right, so one of the questions I forgot to ask, right, is what inspires you to do because you do such amazing work. I, I can't stop enough about your work, sir. What inspires you to do Carefree Black Nerd? Like, how you do it and just the subject matter you pick up for it. Like, what inspires that for you? Or what inspired you to go into that? Um, just the lack of representation. Um, I felt like with all the Marvel movies and comic book movies in general that were being made, and again, seeing a lot of white faces on the shelves every week, I felt like if people don't know about these characters, then what you don't know about can be changed. Mm -hmm. And, um, and 
I feel like if people were more aware of these black characters, these POC characters, these disabled characters, these characters um, of different religions and whatnot, that they stand a better chance of being put on screen, which means that you have a, a person, a real human person who is gay, who is black, who is a woman, right. who is gay. Right. If they could get those roles, give them those roles. I shouldn't look at the Avengers and see all these damn white people. I shouldn't see that. I, I Still, see the, the, the Great Lakes Avengers, you know. <laughs> like, and I mean, if you want to do comic accurate, that's all fine and good. But then my question to you, you being you, the royal you, is like, mm-hmm. where are the stories for these people who are not in these books? And then also, why weren't these people in these books? Think about that. Like, when you look that. at comics and where they started and all these characters that have been created, even the ridiculous ones like there's a, a a black woman that's like a confederate flag totem mm-hmm. or something like even with her if we're mm-hmm. so adamant about make your own characters this this and that shine light on her so that now that ridiculous ass character can then be translated to something on screen and some black woman can get that check and also that's somebody who's lesser known enough that you can now work your marvel magic and make it so Bruh. that this Bruh. story makes no sense if they can make fucking Killmonger charismatic, and we know, we read the code, we know how much of an asshole racist motherfucker that motherfucker was, they can do that with anybody. You know what I'm saying? Because yeah. it was so funny when people saw Black Panther, they're like, oh my god, Killmonger, Killmonger was right. I was like, if y'all read the comics, you're going to be saying this shit about Killmonger, because that mm-hmm. motherfucker was an asshole. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? But I agree with you. I think that push for representation hasn't been pushed enough and like anytime, like you know, like what we're seeing right now with the Little Mermaid, which is just stupid because she's black, and they're like, "Oh my god, it's too woke!" Like, it's crazy to me because when we're in your space, it's a problem. But then even when we go off and create our own space, it's a problem. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So it's it's the Quicoa conundrum to where it's just like you don't want us, but you don't want anybody else to have us, and you do want yeah. us. But you just don't want to see us in certain places. You don't want to kiss us in public, but you want to kiss us in bed. And it's just like, come <laughs> on, man, like do something. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So it's it's insane. But I I, I totally agree with you. I, I totally fucks with you on that one. Like you got to push for that. And you know, it's that's what I try to do with my my games and my stories, and I'm pushing for that. Like because I, I want that in the forefront. I want people mm-hmm. to stop thinking like. Oh man, y'all can only do the wire, and that's it. Like, nah, man, we can't be in space <laughs> too. That's it. You know what I'm saying? Like, we, we yeah. can we can be in Star Wars. There can be more than one black Jedi, I promise you. It will not fuck up anything. Will not you know what I'm yeah. So, yeah, man. That's, right. I, I want I want more of that. So I, I agree with you on that one. I mm-hmm. agree. Also, too, let me let me ask you this. What is you think like probably the moment that you're just like, yo, you know what? I'm proud to be a black nerd. Like what 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 do you think? And I mean it might be your own work, you know what I'm saying? When you're sitting there working on so you're like, you know what? I like that I'm a black nerd talking about this. You know what I'm saying? Like what is there a moment that that happened for you where you're just like, you know what, I love my black nerdiness? Um, that happened early on, even before like my podcast. My podcast is I think coming up on seven years now. Something like that. I don't know. Six and a half. Thank you. My God, we um, out here. Grind. Say, 
we know we go look we're gonna see rain out here out here uh doing reviews on podcasts like it's like the nerd plate and am i eating this week you know what i'm saying <laughs> it's just like the range is reviewing yeah, my show damn <laughs> <laughs> no bro no um no no i don't know i don't know but i think i think it's it was much much earlier than that because i've um mm-hmm. I don't know. I've always been into these things. Like it wasn't until I got older and stepped away and kind of got mm-hmm. like fell into the rat race of life. Right. When I saw I was like unhappy with a lot of things, and I sat down and wrote out all the things that make me happy. A lot of it was from my childhood, and so I guess I could say that in my early early ish twenties, where mm-hmm. I had to like sit down and really come to terms with like things aren't going your way right what makes you happy well being a kid watching cartoons being able to go to these like go to the skating rink with my cousins on the weekend like these little things that like if i could just translate them to being an adult which is where the podcast Mm -hmm. came from right that would make me more happy so i would say if i'm going to give a definitive answer it probably was back then when i like stepped away from comics went off to college and like life started whooping my butt I had good times in there too, but it was like, no, right. you're an adult now. That time where I was like, okay, this ain't working. Something mm-hmm. needs to change. And I fell in love with comics all over again. So it had to be like my yeah. early to mid 20s. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. That's what's up. That's what's up. Okay. Cool. Cool. And I, I, I salute you on that because I, I, I agree with you. I think as we grow older, and I think that's why I'm such a huge gamer. Because you know, when I was a kid, like I was just so happy, and that's that's probably the last bastion. Because I was the same way. I was just like, yo, I'm just going through like deep depression in high school, and I was just like, yo, like mm-hmm. the only thing that really keeps me going sometimes is video games, my love for them, and just you, you just remember how much fun you have when you're just yep. sitting there playing. And you know, we used to, my family used to play as a family, so like, mm, okay, I remember being in the living room with. Like, all my cousins were all playing, like, Mega Man 2. You know what I'm saying? All my grandma's, like, big TV that was, like, a TV and a big desk at the same time. You know what I'm saying? Oh, yeah. So, it, okay. it was just, yeah, she was playing on the big TV. That was a big thing in our house, you know? And mm-hmm. it, it was just so cool. And so, to see that wonderful art uh, uh, just evolve, like, makes me happy. And, I mean, yeah, I, I have my ups and downs, but much like anyone else with their hobby. But, you know, mm-hmm. I... I still love that video games are so entrenched in everything now, you know, because right. as much as I joke about it and how like everybody's poses now, it's funny because <laughs> I called this when I was a kid, you know, like when I was a yeah. kid, I was just like, I'm telling you guys, video games are be everything. And they was just like, oh my God, it's all you do. Some of video games, shut up. And now yeah. it really is like you're, you know, my mom used to tell me like, hey, put your like Game Boy down. Let's go do this. And now I have to tell her like, hey, mom, win Doc's office. Come on, put your put your put your cell phone down. We're about to go. You know, yeah, you know. So it's it's crazy, man. So I agree with you when you talk about. I I think it is. I think it's part of that is that nostalgia, and the other part is that feeling that'll never leave you when you love something like that. You know. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So you're right, uh, man. Yeah, I agree. I I totally agree on that one, man. Totally. Mm Well, Mr. Rain, so I'm not going to keep you for much longer because I, I I started late and I apologize about that. That's, no, that's, my, that's on me. I was a typical black person. Uh, but before we leave out, 
I got two more questions for you. So the first, first thing, that's right. I was on that CPT time, of course. Heavy. It's work, man. You know what it is. Uh, <laughs> I so my first of the last two questions is, um, well, three now, three. My bad, three. Uh, so the first one is. Rain Coleman, if you're like in a restaurant and you can have a meal named after you, right? Mm-hmm. What would it be? Because this is like your first time. Your not the first time on the show because you've been on with us before. But yeah. this is your first time in your first interview about you. What would like that main course be about? There's a dish that I had in Atlanta. Um, I'm trying to remember, but I remember going out and it was a really fancy restaurant. It was so basic, but the way they prepared it was so good. I don't know. I, look, I don't know the name of the dish, but it was this fish that was baked. Okay. Okay. On top of this, like, bed of rice, but the rice was like this garlic, parmesan. I, I do not know, but I that meal has stuck with me for so long. <laughs> And I don't know if it's just the meal was that great or if it was like mm-hmm. I was out with all these great people. We were right. dressed up, trying right. to be grown, freshmen in college. <laughs> but something about that meal has stuck mm-hmm. with me where, like, it cannot be reproduced. But if it could, it would have to be that. Like, this just big-ass piece of fit. And it was like the preparation, the way it was presented was just so beautiful. Mm-hmm. And I was like, why is this so good? So I don't know. Uh, it would have to be that I'm. I'm just say fish and rice because I don't remember like what it was called. So uh, it like, would be like the Rain Coleman garlic parmesan, like salmon and rice. Is that is that what it is? is that that sounds good to me because that <laughs> that just yeah. I, okay. My palate was just unrefined, and that shit was just good. Like, I don't was know. That, was that, that was, like pinkies up on that one? Like absolutely, that was delicious. And yes, yes, my God. Okay. Oh, that okay. so okay. <laughs> that's what's up, man. Okay. Mm. So that's so okay, cool. I'm gonna make a note of that. And then uh my other question for you is of course, I always ask this question for everybody that comes to the show. Do you have any questions for us here at the nerd plate? Um yeah, just just it's it's open form. You can ask whatever. Mm. So yeah, what are y'all doing? Like in general, <laughs> no, no, I'm saying like, what are you doing? Like what if Stan Lee says he wrote his comics so that every comic could be someone's first comic. That's if this so. is the first episode that somebody lands on mm-hmm. and this is clearly not focused on y'all, what mm-hmm. are y'all doing? What tell this what is the nerd play? <laughs> Man, the nerd play is just this awesome Two black guys, two black nerds, man, just sitting down having this conversation. And we want people to just come in on the conversation. And so we're out there. We're having these conversations. And these are conversations that, you know, me and Chris would have just, like, at the store at GameStop. You know what I'm saying? We were working. But also, too, it's it's a place where I want all nerds of all colors and creeds to just feel welcome and nurtured. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? It's just, like, nothing's taboo. Anything you want to talk about, yeah, let's put it on the table. You know, like. Let's talk about it. And so that's what we set out to do. And like, you know, six years later, um, you know, catch up to you. You know, I'll say like we 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 we're still here. And so Mm -hmm. I I think there's a space for that. And I I want everybody to enjoy that. So I think that's the biggest thing. It's like when we talk about it, you know, we get on and we crack jokes about ourselves, we talk about food because we always hungry. 
But, like, we also talk about the game space and just in true nerd fashion, we invite everybody to the table to talk with us. So I think that's that's what we're doing. We're out here, you know, talking about the nerd plate and talking mm-hmm. about, you know, the stuff that we have on here is that I just want people to enjoy it and just be able to be like, no, Rockman, you're wrong. I'm going to see you this email because Cole Jackson can tell you, like, he does that all the time. You know what I'm saying? He's just like, you are wrong. Or he'll call me and be like, hey, fuck you, man. Let me tell you about your show. <laughs> Right, and I love it because I, I love that's my brother, and like I love that. I welcome that from him because like he just has very good viewpoints, and I always make fun of him, but he does. He has very because mm-hmm. he'll tell me something like, you know what, you know what, Cole Jacks, I didn't think of that before. And he's like, mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, you should have been talking about this, but you know, because let me tell you that if you ever want to get him heated, have a, a completely different opinion about music because he's so he's such a purist about music and he goes because we we joked about one time on here we joked about Kendrick Lamar having the crowd or whatever and he just mm-hmm. and I'm like I'm a huge Kendrick Lamar fan I love Kendrick Lamar mm-hmm. and like Cole Jackson just went off he's like I'm motherfucker doing something creative y'all sit up here making fun of fuck y'all <laughs> he's like what's everybody else doing for their stuff and I'm just like no, you can't, man like l- listen you gotta be fella I love Kendrick Lamar I just I was saying the crowd's a little bunch but hey he said you gotta be fella <laughs> you got it you, you know oh um, god yeah that's, that's what we want man yeah he is I'm I'm a I would try to get him on the show because I, I would love to interview just Cole Jackson. Just Cole Jackson. Um, but yeah, man, that's that's what we want to do here at Nerd Play. We just want people to have fun and come out and talk about dirty shit with us. You know, that's what we set out to do. So Yeah, man. That sounds good. What's y'all doing it? Y'all doing it. Thank you. Thank that's you. Good. Thank that's you. Good. And we, we we definitely gonna get you back on, especially when we start talking about the MCU stuff, because we we still got a lot to say about some of the other stuff that they're about to do, especially Secret Invasion and all that. Man. Um, and then we gotta get y'all just for some video games too, man, because I'd love to hear your opinion about certain. I don't know if you game a lot, like you know, but you know. That's <laughs> uh, <laughs> all right. We'll get you in. We'll get you. We'll get you in. It's cool. <laughs> Okay, okay. <laughs> I'm, I'm, mm. Yeah. Good. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> good, good. Um uh, you know, that's that's pretty much it, man. I just again want to thank you so much for coming on, Rain. Uh, I really appreciate you, brother. And uh of course, just before you go, because I know you're a busy man, just tell people where they can see you once again. Tell them about any of the new shows you got out right now, so they can go check that out. Um I mean, by the time we put this out, maybe a little bit of time passed, but like tell them what else they can mm-hmm. look for. You know, let them know where they can get oh, yeah. a daily dose of the Rain Coleman experience. Yeah, no doubt. Um, one, thanks for having me on. I do sincerely appreciate it. This has been fun. Um, Twitter and TikTok, Carefree Blur, those are probably the most immediate ways you can get in touch with me. Carefree Black Nerd everywhere else, and of course on BYNK Radio. Um, shaking stuff up, doing stuff over there. Um, I have reviews coming. Um, I took a little bit of a break, and depending on where this falls, I'll probably have had episodes come out or just be starting, like, pumping them out again. Uh, okay. But, yeah, I'm trying to kind of go strong and end out, excuse me, end out the year strong with episodes and conversations about blackness and all types of nerd spaces, man. Good, good, man, because we, we need that out there. We need that out in the streets. Oh, and before you go, I did have one more question. What do you want to see more of in our our black nerd culture and like basically in the black nerd community? Like, what do you want to see more? Of? 
Uh, some of everything. I want to see more camp. I want to see more uh, black vampires. I want to see, you know, black fantasy. I want to see um, uh, even uh, mixed race people telling actual stories that do not revolve around just them being mixed race. I don't, you know what I'm saying? I want to see some dark. I'm actually ambiguous. Stories. The end. You know um, what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> yeah. So I just want to see a lot of a lot of um, uh, blackness, black stories being told from black perspectives, and I want different types of black. Give me a black girl who's an amputee, who's a vampire, who you know can walk the walls. Give me, give me different combination of things that we can have before. Hell, give me just a simple black rom com. Like give me give me the simplest to the most complicated, confusing everything. Give me all of that. I want. Man, I just I just came up with this. We are gonna write this. We are gonna sell it to Hollywood. But we gonna write. We go. We gonna write a story about a black girl who mm-hmm. becomes a succubus demon. Not even that. Okay. She just become a regular demon. Okay. In order to save her family and save mm-hmm. people, but she's still mm-hmm. a demon. And at the okay. end of it. She reigns her own little territory in hell. Mm. Okay. That, hey, I, I, <laughs> want, I want all of that. That's a story <laughs> that needs to be told. Give me that. And, then, Give me you, that. and just like make her this great anti-hero, but at the end, she's still a demon. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. That would be so dope. You know what I'm saying? So dope. You cook it with grease now, man. You cook it with hey, grease. Hey, hey, look, look, Netflix will come running. We got it. We got it. <laughs> <laughs> no, for real. <laughs> That's what's up, man. That's awesome. So, Rain, just again, man, I want to say thank you so much. Thank you for coming on the show. You've been amazing. You know, anytime you come through, I'm always excited because I got, like, another comic book fan that I can (laughs) comic book out with on top of just a black nerd, period, because, I mean, Rain, listen, y'all, I'm telling y'all, y'all got to watch his review shows because Rain would be saying some shit. You just be like, like, you just be like, did Rain just drop a whole bowl of knowledge on me? I don't know <laughs> what to do. A whole mouth. You, you got the whole kryptonite mouth just dropping this knowledge oh, on me. No. You just be like, like, so, like, man, some of the shit y'all be saying be so insightful. Just like, yeah. like, they really thought this through, you know what I'm saying? Like, because, like, oh, the Black Lightning, and I, I didn't even see all Black Lightning, but I saw the Black Lightning match. Yeah, I was just like, that was hilarious. Like, these yeah. dudes killed it because. Boy, we all talk about going into uh, was it from season two to season three? Y'all just like, no, 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 no. that yeah. was that was just fantastic, bro. Because y'all just gave such a great review. So I, for all your review needs, y'all gotta go check out my boy Rain because Rain, you just you're, you're phenomenal, man. So I I appreciate you. You know what I'm saying, and you you always have a one way, two way, round trip way. Ticket up here on the nerve play to be like, yo, come come kick it with us. Anytime you want to crash the episodes, more than welcome, man. More than welcome. All right. Well, shoot, I do appreciate it. You know, come on down. We can we can make some shake, but I, I do appreciate it, man. You, you know what we gotta do too before you go. And and, and uh, this is hilarious, is that one day we gotta do a review and we gotta get I feel like we have to get everybody on this. We even might have to bring Shogun up back. But just talk about is Jordan Peele really a genius or is he just missing? You know, because, bro, I one more buddies that I had on before you got on the interviews, um, mm-hmm. on the interview slot, like he was up, uh, I think he's either before you or after you. Um, he talked about no, and he just, he was just like, I'm not watching that. You know, and it was, <laughs> I was just like, 
damn, is it? He's like, I just, my sister told me about it. It's stupid. I don't want to know. Oh, that was just man. like, man. So, I, and I'm going to have to see it for myself because, yeah, I, the get out was, of course, I think that was more overwhelmingly positive for everybody. Mm-hmm. Then, like, you know, us it was just kind of like, eh, like, some people like, some people didn't. Like, I liked it, but mm-hmm. some people obviously didn't. And yeah. Then with this one, everybody's just, again, just down the middle, like, mm, I don't know, or I don't like that. You know, so it's, it's, I would love to see your take one day and just sit down analyzing the Jordan Peele movies and be like, yeah, I don't know, man. I don't know. Like, it has, that's another question I should have asked you. Like, how do you feel about Jordan? Do you think Jordan Peele is the genius or do you just think he misses more than he hits? See, I would have to wait because I haven't seen Nope either. I would have to wait and watch Nope first. Okay. I think that's an interesting conversation to have, especially with black or mixed race, however you, you know, categorize him, but having someone who does speak to a black experience, mm-hmm. um, I, w- I would want to watch Nope in its entirety. For- actually, rewatch all of his movies first. Right. And then maybe have Because you would have to even put Candyman in there, right? Because he did Candyman. Yeah, he did. And I mean, he also did The Twilight Zone a few episodes. Or no, no, he, yeah, no, he executive produced, I think, that mm-hmm. did he direct. I don't know. But yeah, I, I think I think yeah, you would have to and his body of work isn't so huge that you couldn't knock it all out in like a day or two. So right. Yeah. I would I would have to watch Nope for sure. And I saw oh, did I watch the new Candyman? I don't think I did watch the new one. I don't think I did either. I need to watch that mm-hmm. myself. And you know what? I need to do that soon because I want to do a comparison because he funny story, he was on excuse me, and I think he's on his podcast, but he was on the podcast with Hideo because you know Hideo Kojima has his own podcast now. Okay, so I think they did like a teleconference, and mm. I'm just like, what do those two weird motherfuckers? What kind of ingenious things are they going to come up with? Are they going to come up with the Metal Gear Get Out? What's going to happen? Like mm. I'm, I'm with it. Whatever's going to happen, I'm with it. You know what I'm saying? Because <laughs> Hideo Kojima can almost do no wrong, and I played Death Stranding, which I still don't know what the fuck that's about. But <laughs> Like yo, like I'm with, so I got to see what's going on. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, no, no. So I, I would love to see like a Rain Coleman presents sure. Jordan Peele. Like, hit yeah. him. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I might have to do that because yeah, I, I need to. Out yeah, before his filmography gets to be too large. Yeah, right. yeah, right. I think I might have to do that actually. Oof. Lord. Look, yeah. look, first one on the view. I will put that on my premiere list on YouTube. Be like, ready, let's go. All <laughs> yeah, right. Look, 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 and then like just put Cole Jackson on there, and it just it like you and you Cole. Like, I I don't, I don't even want to be on it just because I just want to see what everybody's gonna say, and I'm just gonna be sitting there with popcorn. Just, yeah, I got I got watch this. It could be five hours. I'd be like, I, okay, I need to do this. I need an off day. Yeah, let's go. Let's, mm-hmm. let's happen. You know what I'm saying? Because I think you would give a really good review of that. And what mm-hmm. you would have to say about it would probably be interesting. Because, yeah, like I've seen, I think that's the only two I've seen in his, like, Get Out and Us. I've seen Twilight Zone. I've seen, like, all almost all the episodes. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, I would have to go through his catalog as well. But, like, yo, if you ever do that, man, please let me know. I, I, I already have you set to like, you know, hey, anytime you drop some, you know, I'll subscribe and be like, yo, what is it happening? But, yo, that, that right there, that'd be amazing. All right. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yes. Can't wait. Can't wait.
Yeah. Again, Rain, thank you so much, man. I'm not gonna hold you any longer, man. I appreciate you so much, brother. Thank you. Thank you. Um thank you. and thank you to everyone at home that's watching and listening to this. Just want to tell you guys, of course, you can see us anywhere. The nerd plate, that's Twitter, Facebook, YouTube. You can even see us, you know, on TikTok, which I'm just like, eh, but I'm here and people are liking it. So I'm like, okay. Um, but you know, the nerd plate there. Just, you know, shout out. To all our people on Patreon and anyone who's like listening to us, been listening to us for years, thank you so much. Of course, you can always send comments and emails to the nerdplaypodcast at gmail.com. Let us know what we're doing wrong, but right, you already know. Uh, but again, just want to say thank you so much to my boy, Rain Coleman. And until next time, the carefree black nerd that he is, he'll be on. We're going to see him again. Don't worry. I'm, I was trying to capture him away from BYK, get him back on our show. Oh, uh, but, you know, just again, I'm Rockman 3K3, guys. And this has been a great interview with Rain Coleman. We out. See y'all next time.